Ladies and gentlemen, oh, to you, fellas, 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 the people watching this right now, welcome into the final thoughts for the Super Bowl. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, your Kansas City Chiefs, but all you care about right now is maybe some bets, which we're going to have content on this channel, but the showdown, the million dollar rooskies, the other big contest out there on a bunch of different sites for you to try and take down for you to win. You know what you need? You need game theory. You need information. You need to be smacked around with it all right now. And that's what we're here to do. Let me tell you right now. This is what you want to know. Right into it. What am I going to get, Sal? What am I going to get from staying on your channel over some of the other guys out there, some of the other uh, fellas, the other wise guys in the streets on this YouTube and podcast? Well, what you're going to get from me right now is a bunch of stuff. You're going to get in-depth breakdown of each of these players and whether they are viable or not. And you're going to get me right now putting my money where my mouth is. I have my lineups crunched. Now, obviously, as I record this, you're getting this on Friday morning, so things can change. Injury news can change, right? Some of the rules and groups that I make are going to be probably changing, and you can tune in to the Closing Thoughts podcast on Sunday morning on Patreon if you want to see exactly the things that are going to be tweaked. But the bulk, the front end, the projections, the ownership, all that type of stuff, some of the game theory is already up. And I have my lineups. I made 300 lineups, right? I'm going to chop that down, play probably a little bit over 150, play some 150 maxes for the Super Bowl. And I will be going down and talking about game theory. I'll be talking about the matchups against this quarterback and that and this wide receiver and this cornerback matchup and the running back versus defensive line and that stuff. And then I'll be letting you know whether I'm above the field, whether I'm way below the field. And that's why they're going to be a yes, a maybe or a no. So as you can see, there's a white space on the YouTube version, at least it says Y slash N. I'll let you know yes or no, or maybe an X, which means hey, I'm basically around the field. I'm a little bit below. I'm right on the field. I'm a little bit above it. But if it's a yes, I'm well above the field. If it's a no, I'm well below the field. They're just full out fading. And I will signify that for you right now. Again, things can change before Sunday. And I will update that via Patreon projections and the podcast on Sunday morning to close out the NFL season, that Patreon closing thoughts, GPP strategy podcast. But right here, we're about to smack you. So, so get ready. Sit back, relax, max all cool. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reference. If you got it, you got it. If you don't know, you're about to know. Shout out Biggie. So everybody, I'm going to give you all that. So hit me with the like, subscribe, those types of things. We go live on this channel. And we will be live Sunday before the Super Bowl starts. We will be live for an hour to two hours, probably closer to two hours because it's a big celebration of football, the big game, the final game. So we'll be live. Hit that notification bell as well. You know, tap that thing. Make it ring. Make it ring. Make it pop. So let's start this bad boy off right now. And we're going to start it off up top. We're going to go salary, high salary to the lowest. And we talked about on Wednesday that, you know what? Patrick Mahomes is going to be highly owned. He's going to be the highest owned guy in my ownership projections right now over on Patreon. I currently have him at 72% projected ownership. That is okay. Now, if you want to full out fade a player, I'm all for that, especially when you're trying to win a million dollars or however much money you're trying to win the first place. I'm actively against the million makers. But again, I know people are probably just trying to play casually. A lot of people out there. So go ahead, play the million maker. As long as your expectations are, I'm not putting a thousand dollars into this contest and I need that thousand dollars to pay my rent. Hey, if you're putting 10 bucks in and you don't care if you lose it, go ahead, play that million maker. That's completely fine. And I hope you win it. I hope only one of you can, well, you can split, but only one of you can take home a million dollars yourself. I hope you win it. But if you wanted to fade the highest owned player in the million maker, I'm not going to be the guy who tells you no. I'm not going to be there. If I was playing the Millie Maker, I probably wouldn't play a single share of Patrick Mahomes. That's personally me. I'm not playing the Millie Maker, though. I'm going to be playing some other strategies, some smaller field stuff, so I can play Patrick Mahomes. Right? I'm going to play some 150 max stuff, but I'm not playing the Millie Maker. So right now, I'm a basically neutral on Patrick Mahomes. Now, he's going to have a negative 20% pass blocking advantage, as you can see on the YouTube channel if you're watching. So we're going to put the maybe on him, meaning that I currently have right now Patrick Mahomes. I have no captain ownership. So I'm not playing a quarterback in the captain spot. No Brady, no Mahomes in the captain spot. That's how I am right now. That's one of the strategies, one of the game theory things that I'm doing, especially at their high price points. I'm just not doing it. So if Mahomes is going to come in and, and, and Brady's going to come in with this 15, 20% captain ownership, easy. I just got different from 30 to 40% of the field just by not playing a quarterback in the captain spot. And when I say easy, it is literally that easy. So I currently have 67% Mr. Patrick Mahone. I let you know that in my ownership projections on Patreon down below, you can follow along if you'd like. Well, I currently have him at 72%. So we're basically around the field, right? I know I'm slightly below, but basically around the field. So he's a maybe. Now he's going to have a tough matchup, the number eight overall ranked pass rush that got to Aaron Rodgers last week in a pretty decent way. Now it's a negative 20% pass blocking advantage, but I'm not too concerned about Mahomes. They're saying that he's close to 100% with his foot and his mobility. I don't buy it. 
I don't buy that, right? He, this guy suffered turf toe. That injury took Devontae Adams, a man who got concussed in a major way and knocked out on a football field on a Sunday and came back on a Thursday. I don't advocate for that and scored two touchdowns against the Bears a couple years ago. A very strong wide receiver, right? That took him about a month to six weeks to come back from. And I know, oh, but Sally's a wide receiver. He has to cut and do all that type of stuff. I understand that, but there's no way he's near 100% in two weeks. Will he get all shot up? Will they tell you as a smoke screen that he's near 100%? Sure, but I'm not buying that he's near 100%. Now, can he just put as much drugs and the needles into that toe and painkillers as possible? I don't know. He's got a couple months to rest, so we're not going to get too deep into that rabbit hole. But yes, Patrick Holmes so far in the playoffs, 73.5% completion percentage in like six quarters, 8.5 yards per attempt. He's averaging right now, his player prop is up to 326 passing yards. His player prop went from, we were talking about it on Wednesday, it was at 1.5 passing touchdowns at minus 255 juice. That number has now moved to 2.5 as it rightfully should. And honestly, it should probably move to 3.5. So the 2.5 overall touchdowns prop there. So you're basically looking at Mahomes looking like he's already in line for the 300 yard bonus on DraftKings. That's why his projection is going to be the highest projection right now. And that's why I do think he's a quality play, even though he's going to be highly owned. Again, you want to fade him in the Millie Maker? You got to take chances in that Millie Maker. You got to get really different in that Millie Maker. You got to leave $1,000, $2,000 on the table, which right now in every single one of my lineups, here's another bit of a tidbit. Get your notebooks out, take your pencil out of year, sit back, relax, and write this down. I'm leaving at least $1,000 on the table in every single one of my lineups this week, no matter if it's a single entry, no matter if it's a three max. I mean, if it's a cash game, you don't have to, but I'm not playing cash for the showdown. <laughs> like, let's come on, let's be honest here. We're not, we're not playing cash games for the showdown, the showdown Super Bowl. Playing cash, we're trying to turn $5, $1 into $1.80. And we're not, we're not trying to do that, right? Not only that, but it's high variance. Why are we putting our, our safe funds, our funds that we want to grow our nest egg into a high variant thing like a showdown, especially for the Super Bowl? I'm not doing that. I get it. A bunch of casuals are coming in, they're going to play cash. Right, yeah, yeah, you can tell me all that, and you can turn your dollar into $1.80. I really, honestly, personally, am not going to be getting too excited, too turned up from all that. So Mahomes, the fella, Mahomie, he's a maybe for me. I'm right around the field in him. But in large field, Millie Makers, I'm okay with fading that motherfucker. Now we get over to Travis Kelsey, who's just going to be, uh, he's a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man here. I'm above the field on Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey currently sits as my highest on captain. Again, these numbers are likely going to change. I don't know if they'll change dramatically, but I have to put my rules and groups in, which are going to be saying, hey, if I get this guy, make sure I have this guy. Or if I get this guy, make sure I don't have this guy. So dumb things are going to be changing. But Mahomes is my highest, or, or Kelsey, no Mahomes and captain. Kelsey is my highest owned captain right now. He's also my highest owned tight end. I'm going to be a coming in above the current projected ownership right now on Travis Kelsey. He's going to have a positive 69% matchup advantage this week. That is the best out of any tight end. That is the best out of any wide receiver. That is the best out of any running back. Any skill position player this week, everybody playing this weekend from offensive players, he has the best matchup overall. Makes sense, right? The arguably the best tight end season ever. If you're talking about yardage, it was the best tight end season ever in one less game because he didn't play the final game. He has five inches and 23 pounds over the very nice Devin White, who's been fantastic for the Bucks, but this is a totally different beast than Travis Kelsey. Like I mentioned on Wednesday, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, they're that good that you can't put a double team on one of them because the other guy's going to have some isolated coverage. And if you want to somehow put four guys, double team both of them or bracket both of them or, or crowd the middle of the field with linebackers for Kelsey and bracket Tyreek Hill, well, then you got problems with Sammy Watkins, who's potentially returning, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's back in a versatile running back, McCole Hardman, who is obviously just a, a speed demon, and then some other weapons as well that can that can hurt you in the middle of the field. Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringles, all these guys out there are talented players. That's why you can't rarely ever double team a player or bracket them. And if you do, you're going to be having one-on-ones all over the other parts of the field. You can't do that when there's two elite weapons like Kelsey and Hill on the field. So Kelsey is a yes for me. The ownership is definitely going to be high. He'll probably be one of the three or four highest on guys, but I like him a lot. Again, my highest on captain. Now I don't have dramatic captain ownership, right? I'm not going to be playing just two or three captains. I currently have my captain ownership basically separated between like six or seven guys. I'm crunching for three inch lineups. Once I cut it down, I'll probably have the majority of it going between about six guys in there. Now, next up is going to be Mr. Tyreek Hill for me at $10,400. Tyreek Hill for me is somebody that I like a lot. 
But do I like him as much as Travis Kelsey? No, I mentioned that on Wednesday. I still don't like him as much as Travis Kelsey, but it's pretty close. Tyree Kill for me, I'm coming in right around the field on him. I currently have Tyree Kill in 22% of my captain lineups and 33% of my other lineups, just my utility spot. So I have 55% ownership to Tyree Kill. A peek behind the curtain on Patreon, which we won't give away all the ownership projections there, and these will change as player injury news comes out. It seems like Antonio Brown is going to play. They said that it would be um, it would be a far cry if he doesn't play at this point. It would be a very big surprise and shock. So it seems like he's going to play. Sammy Watkins, we have to track the status of that, but that's basically the major news on the offensive side of the ball. All right, guys, let me stop in real quick to let you know that this video is brought to you by Jock Market. Jock Market is where daily fantasy sports becomes a stock exchange. That is correct. You heard that right. You can now buy shares of players for the Super Bowl if you want to and other sports as well. They have free contests. You download the app today. It is Jock Market, J-O-C-K space M-K-T. It is free to download. You can play some free contests or you can play in some paid contests. The goal of it, you buy shares of players. Just like the stock market, you bid on players. Think about like eBay. You're bidding on players. When the Jock Market closes, you, if you bid high enough, get those shares and depending on how many fantasy points they score is how much dollar rooskies, how much return on investment that you will get from the jock market. So if you want to sign up and play, you can play the free contest, but they're doing it this week for the first time ever. They're giving a $50 credit to your account. All you have to do is use the code Sal 50. You sign up for free or you get the app for free, right? You sign up and you deposit the minimum deposit. You use the code Sal 50. That is S A L five zero, all one word right there, Sal 50. And they will give you a $50 credit to play with. And you can get that up until the Super Bowl starts. So again, that is going to be ending that offer. If you want to use it on Monday for the NBA or a different sport or next week's golf event, you won't be able to get it then. It's going to be ending on Sunday. So again, promo code SAL50, SAL50, will let them know that you came from me and give you that deposit bonus so you can now play in the daily fantasy sports, which is just crazy. You can now buy shares of players as if it's the stock market, but no, 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 it's the jock market. So check it out down below. Free app to download. That is J-O-C-K. MKT code SAL50, SAL50 lets him know you came from me. But I currently have Tyree Kill at about 50% projected ownership. So I have 55% of him in my share. So I mean, I guess I could put a yes on him. I'm above the field on him, but it's about by 5%. So that's kind of the buffer window, right? Like anywhere from like 3 to 7% if I'm above the field. I'm just going to kind of put a maybe. So Tyree Kill, yeah, the matchup looks great. Out of all the wide receivers, he has the best matchup. So it's just, it's just fantastic, right? These guys are so talented that they get to get paired up with Patrick Mahomes, who's just been absolutely insane. When you look at his EPA numbers, which is an advanced metric, he has never had a, a an average below 49, I believe one of my friends told me the other day, which that basically sums up to say is that he's never had basically a, a below expectation performance, which means every single time he goes out there, he's meeting expectations, which his his expectations are pretty damn high at this point. Absolutely insane. So Tyree Kill, yeah, has the best matchup of any of the wide receivers, only Kelsey's matchup is better. Positive 58% matchup, but he moves all over the field. He's in the slot this year very quietly. People don't think that Tyree Kill is a slot receiver. He's majority a slot receiver, 58% of the time in the slot this season, 20% on the left side and 20% on the right side this year. Tyree Kill's props look good in the postseason and he already has 21 targets in two games, 17 catches, 282 yards. Oh yeah, not to mention the first time that he faced Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean. I think Dean actually missed that game, but the first time that he faced these guys, he went for over 200 yards in the first quarter alone. So pretty damn special this Tyree Kill is. So he's strongly in play for me. So don't get it twisted. When I put a maybe on him, it doesn't mean I don't like him. I just told you I have 55% of him. I'm trying to base this on where the field's at. The field is right around that as well. So I'm not leveraging the field all that much. So I'm kind of just with the public on this one. Tyree Kill is a very good play. Everybody identifies that. I'm not overweighting it like I am with maybe a Travis Kelsey. Next up, the man that I called the wild card on the slate on the Wednesday show, $10,000 Tom Brady. Look, He's basically picking up the proper ownership at this point. Tom Brady, again, I'm not playing quarterbacks in the captain spot. He's 44% in my projected is where I have him in my lineups right now. In my projected ownership, I'm coming in below the field. It's close to the point where I want to put, I can't put a no on him because I have 44%, but I'm about 10% below the field. Brady's picking up more ownership than I thought. He's picking up similar ownership to Kelsey, more ownership than Tyree Kill at this point. And it's just not something that I really want to be biting all that much. Yes, I know that he is going to be cheaper than Kelsey, but only $400 cheaper than Tyree Kill and picking up more ownership than Tyree Kill. That doesn't really match out for me right now. So I do prefer Tyree Kill at similar ownership 
ownership to Brady over Tom Brady, and I'm not playing any of them in the captain spot, so it kind of limits the upside and ownership I can get. So Brady's just going to be a maybe for me. Again, I have 44%. It's not like I have 0%. It's not like I'm full on fading Brady. I'm playing a decent amount of him, just not as much as the field right now. Maybe the name value for a lot of casual players out there in Tom Brady and in the Super Bowls is spiking that up a little bit. His projection looks decent, but again, it does not look as good for more ownership as a Tyree Kill, a Mahomes, a Kelsey right now to this point for me. Now, the matchup is good. A positive 16% matchup advantage against the Kansas City Chiefs 22nd overall pass rush, right? They're going to be able to probably protect him with the number 10 protection unit during the regular season this year. And everything looks good from a yardage prop standpoint, right? His yardage prop is at 295 and a half, very close to potentially getting that three-point bonus on DraftKings, that bonus points for 300 plus yards. And his props are all over the place, right? Sometimes you see they're at two and a half for most of the time in terms of his touchdown prop. So they think that he's going to score just as many touchdowns as Mahomes. Say with that what you will. I probably don't agree with that more times than not, but what are you going to do? The market is the market at this point. But it got to three and a half touchdowns at one point. And betting the under was at like minus 400. So the lines are like all over the place at this point. So you kind of just have to catch it at the right time. I'm going to say two and a half is the touchdown prop for him. Props looks good. Led the regular season in air yards and overall yardage. Tom Brady is strongly in play, but again, not a priority. So out of all these guys that are $10,000 plus, we have now settled the debate on who the guy is that I like the most right now. And that guy relative to the field, right? Relative to the field is going to be Mr. Travis Kelsey. That guy relative to just my overall ownership, the overall ownership goes to Mahomes, but relative to the field where we're trying to leverage the game theory, beat our opponents, think about what they're doing, smack them around, come into war right now with the Patreon projections ownership all that stuff down below the rankings the tools the closing thoughts podcast coming to war we're getting all armored up we're coming into war we're having our uh, automatic rifles whatever we have we're on top of a hill looking down on our opponents that are just kind of running in blind that's what's going to be all the casuals that are playing DraftKings without any types of tools that are playing without any types of game theory without this video knowledge podcast knowledge like you they're just running in blind right and you're going to probably take their money from them. So travis kelsey above ten thousand dollars my favorite leverage play but now we get into some guys that i like and it's the tampa bay bucks wide receivers and you're going to get a couple of them in this next tier of pricing between six thousand and eight thousand dollars and this tier is dominated by tampa bay bucks players so nice it makes sense those every single time there's a showdown kansas city players are expensive because they have a 30 implied team total every time they go out there patrick Mahomes, it seems like they're live to score five or six touchdowns in the passing game alone so yes chris goblin at eighty eight hundred dollars with a beautiful matchup against a banged up Lajarius Sneed, who's just got cleared yesterday, 53% right now is what you're seeing from him in the slot so far this season. And then you're seeing on the opposite side of that one, Goblin playing 66% of his snaps in the slot. So he's going to go up against Sneed basically this whole game. A positive 47% matchup for Goblin. If you want to slide over here, what you're getting is the number one player so far through these playoffs with 27 targets. That's good to see, getting a lot of targets. Now the catch rate of 14 receptions isn't as great, but he has a couple drops. I don't expect that to continue for Chris Goblin. Last time he faced his team, eight catches, 97 yards on nine targets. He was facing some other, I think I think they still had a at that point, I think it was Fulton or Fenton. They still had at that point, but now Sneed has taken over. So it's a different player. We can't look too much into that game. They also got down big in that game. So, you know, the game script kind of altered it. But right now, Chris Goblin, where am I at on Chris Goblin? You might be asking me. I like Chris Goblin. I currently have projecting in right now about 50% ownership to Chris Goblin, and I'm only projecting him for around the 40%. So I'm going to be over the field on Chris Goblin by a decent amount. And the price point at $8,800 is nice. What am I prioritizing in my captain spot? I'm not prioritizing quarterbacks, obviously not kickers. I'm allowing the defenses to get in there, but I'm not getting any of them based on their projections right now. So I'm prioritizing pass catchers because pass catchers have the highest ceiling overall. And if I'm prioritizing pass catchers, I think there's going to be points in this game, or at least enough to where a wide receiver can be in the captain spot, right? Like we saw even in that game with the Patriots and the Rams, that was low scoring. It was still Julian Edelman, right? A very low scoring game. It was still Julian Edelman because he had enough receptions to be one of the captain options for that game and a lot of winning lineups. So I'm prioritizing pass catchers because they just have an easier path to get there because of the PPR upside, the downfield attempts. You're having two teams that throw downfield more so than anybody 
everybody else in the league. They're in the top five right now in the NFL. Tom Brady throws downfield more than anybody else. And Patrick Mahomes, I think we already know how vertical and downfield this offense is. So yes, I'm prioritizing receivers and pass catchers in the captain spot. Right now, out of all my captain options, they're only wide receivers and only two of them, one of them already being said, Travis Kelsey, are tight ends. And they're tight ends who I think have upside in the red zone or just basically wide receivers like a Travis Kelsey. So yes, I think that Chris Godwin has a lot of upside. When you're looking at Chris Godwin's receptions props and you're looking at his receiving yards props and his matchup in general, it looks pretty good. I prefer Godwin to Evans for $400 more. And at this point, I'm above the field on Mr. Chris Godwin. Now we can get to Mike Evans at $8,400 and it's looking good. He has a positive 32% matchup against Breland. Breland's been good this season. He continues to age, right? But since they got him last year, he's been very good. Taking him from the Green Bay Packers when he was a free agent, he's only allowing 0.9 yards per cover out this season, which is very good to see. But Evans is a monster. And the red zone is where it's really going to be getting paid off for Evans. Like downfield, could be somewhat of issues in terms of the safety help there that he's going to be going up against with Tyron Matthew. But six inches and 36 pounds advantage over Brashad Breland. Very good to see. So far in the postseason, 20 targets, only a 50% catch rate, right? Last week, Brady was just not throwing it his way well, uh, throwing interceptions when he was going his way, throwing him too high. One time, Evans did have a pretty bad drop, but still getting that volume. This volume is very much so condensed to Godwin and Evans. And Antonio Brown did miss last week, so we have to keep that in mind. Did get hurt the game before that, so we have to keep that in mind as well. But these guys all season long have been the top two dogs. Right now, Mike Evans, I'm going to be above the field on. I'm not going to tell you the exact ownership. If you want to check it out down below, you can. But Mike Evans, I currently myself currently have ownership towards Mike Evans of about 40 five percent. So give me a yes on Michael Evans. Give me a yes on these receivers. And you might be saying, Sal, you don't have any interest in Tom Brady. No, 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 no. I have interest. I told you 44% ownership towards Tom Brady. So yes, here's, a, here's the lineups. My lineups are going to have tight ends or pass catchers in the captain spot. That's how it is right now. Now Leonard Fournette, not interesting to me. He has a fantastic matchup. A positive 41% pass blocking matchup as it stands right now against the number 23 Kansas City Chiefs run defense. In the playoffs, he's been great. Now he had one game without Mr. Ronald Jones, but even in the two games with Ronald Jones, he's averaging 21 touches per game. So again, it's been fantastic. He's getting a ton of passing work right now. And that's really the big key to his game but he's priced up. And last week you did see, and since Ronald Jones has come back, at least on the ground, they're very mono we mono or close to it. 56% of the touches on the ground for Leonard Fournette in the two games since Ronald Jones is back. Leonard Fournette blows him away in the passing game with like double to triple the amount of passing game usage. But the problem with Fournette is his price is rising. And Ronald Jones is taking more touches on the ground. 13 carries on the ground last week alone, right? Ended up seeing a target as well. So that's the concern for you. The price is rising and the usage, if anything, it's staying stagnant to maybe barely holding on to getting that elite usage with another running back taking away a lot of the touches. So I have no captain owner to Leonard Fournette. I'm currently at 16% ownership on Leonard Fournette, which looks like it's going to be well below the field. So again, no does not mean 0%. It means that I'm well below the field. So right now I'm well below the field on Leonard Fournette by a decent amount. I think he's going to be coming in above 30% owned. So I have him as a no currently for me. It's more so a pricing play. And then that's why I'm not getting as much of him. Now, Clyde Edwards Slayer looks like a decent play, $7,000, but there are some concerns with Clyde Edwards Slayer. Clyde Edwards Slayer for me, though, he's not picking up that much ownership in the streets. So when I come in with about 20% of him, I can be around the field. Now he's a positive 10% run blocking advantage. Last week, he played 30 two snaps. That was more in his return. That was more than Darrell Williams. Now he did not produce as well because he only had six carries for seven yards. He got the touchdown, which helped him, but keep an eye on the stuff behind the scenes, more snaps than Darrell Williams, and also had a much more routes run 19 routes run to Darrell Williams, 11. And the narrative could be said that he was playing a little bit limited, but the problem is the price points already built in at $7,000, $1,800 more than his backup Darrell Williams this week. So you really, you're not getting an edge there. The price points already accounting for his higher usage from last week. And if anything, he's a little bit overpriced. So I'm not going to have none of him because he's on this Chiefs offense and he's potentially going to run 20 plus routes and any player running 20 plus routes in this Chiefs offense and then getting red zone running back usage like we saw last week with the goal line touchdown is definitely in play for me. So I'm around the field. It's nice to see that he's not picking up all that much ownership so I can actually come in right around the field and not under the field on him. So let's scroll down now as we get into some more players and I appreciate you all being here. Thank you so much. Again, we will be live on Sunday for this showdown slate for this Super Bowl for about an hour or two. So be sure to hit the like and subscribe button and put the notification bell. We'll let you know when we're going live and I have tools down below if you want to check those out as well. So let's slide down a little bit more now and get into Mr. Antonio Brown who 
I think I'm going to be bullish on Antonio Brown. There's a wide receiver from each team. I like all the wide receivers. I've already kind of said that. There's a wide receiver from each team that I'm going to be pretty bullish on this week. And to start with Tampa Bay's, I like both their guys. They're already yeses for me. But Antonio Brown, they're saying that he didn't practice at all last week. Now he's been practicing in a limited fashion this week. And the recent report from Ian Rappaport, who you can say about those reports, what you want. I'm going to take the, the chances and trust them this time. Sometimes they weren't as accurate during the regular season. But Ian Rappaport's reporting right now says that, yes, yeah, it would be a surprise. It would be a shock if he doesn't play. Now, based on that, I would say that, okay, he's practicing limited. Maybe he gets in a full practice on, on Thursday or Friday or walkthrough, whatever it's going to be. It looks like he should be pretty decent to be getting a full go. So that's going to just crater the opportunity. He's going to shoot it right down, sink it all the way down to the bottom of the ocean for guys like Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson. Their routes run are going to be uh, just not there. They're going to disappear. They're going to be ghost-like. They're going to be invisible because you're not going to see them as long as Antonio Brown is back. And Antonio Brown's going to walk into a nice matchup against Ward. Ward's been quality this year, just 0.88 yards per cover out. But Antonio Brown still a positive 18% matchup. Hard to look at what he's done in the postseason because he got injured in the second game. So just 45 so far routes run, but he has seen six targets on those three catches for 59 yards. Now during the regular season, he averaged when he was with Tampa Bay, 29 routes per game. And where I'm currently coming in on him, he's not going to be all that highly owned, right? This, this questionable tag, this murkiness around his status, people kind of just like uh, tiptoeing around it, walking on an eggshell saying, eh, I don't know if he'll get his full role. It's a Super Bowl. If this guy's playing, he's going to be playing full on out unless he gets injured in that game, right? Antonio Brown got to play in the Super Bowl with the Steelers against the Packers, but I was going to use a rookie and then have a full-time role. This guy, this might be his last time and likely is, like odds are, teams getting back to the Super Bowl and players, likely is his last time because he hasn't been there in a decade playing in the Super Bowl. So if he's playing, I'm not going to be taking the chance to say, ah, he's only going to run 10 rounds. No, I'm going to say he's going to run 25 plus routes. And with that in mind, I have about 32% right now Antonio Brown, which is going to make him a yes for me. I like Antonio Brown a good amount. He's this nice mid-range, cheap wide receiver at $6,200 that has a lot of upside. We saw it in the last week of the season. He goes for 100 yards and a couple touchdowns, right, to close out the season. He's done it a couple times this year, having some big games and downfield scores. And he probably should have even more if Tom Brady was able to hit him on a couple of deep posts early on when he was a Tampa Bay Buck this season. Next up is McCole Hartman, and we have to see what happens. It looks like Demarcus Robinson should be coming off the COVID list. He was a close contact, so he's going to be back. Last week, even with Demarcus Robinson out and Sammy Watkins not playing, Byron Pringle ran 30 plus routes, and McCole Hartman ended up seeing his routes really take a dip, only ran 16. That was the first time out of the last five games that he did not run 20 or more routes. This postseason, he is fourth on the team, but again, Watkins has not played. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire missed uh, their first game, and you also had no Demarcus Robinson last week, so it's kind of skewed a little bit. So he's fourth on the team with 50 routes run, but he's still behind Byron Pringle. That's the concern right now. So McCole Hartman for me right now is a no because at $5,600, the upside is, yeah, he's a downfield fast player. He might get an end round. He can always break one to the house and he plays on special teams. I get that but he's overpriced. He's massively overpriced here, especially if he's going to pick up ownership. McCole Harmon right now, for me, I haven't projected to see in the mid-teens in ownership. Now, that's not terribly high ownership if you see he's 14 15%, but that's a little bit too high for me. I currently only have 5% total projected ownership on McCole Harmon, so I'm well below the field. He is a no for me. Here's the issue with McCole Harmon. If indeed Demarcus Robinson just misses again, right, COVID, or maybe he ends up having it. If Sammy Watkins misses like he has for basically since week 16, I believe. If these guys miss, well, Byron Pringle is running ahead of still McCole Harmon, and Byron Pringle is $1,800. Why would you just not go there, right? Why would you not go there for $4,200 less? It doesn't make much sense for McCole Harmon. Again, he can always have the 50-yard touchdowns, the punt return touchdowns. He's a talented player, but we can say that just about any single player who's stepping on the football field this week, that they're a talented player and can do that in their limited opportunities. So he's a no for me. Mr. McColl. Now, Daryl Williams is going to be in play for me at $5,200, and it's going to be something that I don't have a lot of ownership to. No captain ownership to the running backs for me as of right now. 16% ownership to Daryl Williams. I'm around the field on him at $5,200 because, look, he was still seeing usage last week. Even if Le'Veon Bell was to quote unquote play and see like one touch, I don't really care all that much. Le'Veon Bell is a cloud of dust at this point, but I hope the man can maybe get himself a Super Bowl. Either way, we're going to have Le'Veon Bell or Sean McCoy retire potentially, Sean McCoy saying. Either way, one of them is getting a Super Bowl, so it's nice to see those aged running backs that never really got the money that they deserve to be getting. Le'Veon Bell somewhat got it, but never 
got the money they deserve to be getting for their talents earlier on in the career, the, the products and the fruits of your labor, if you will. I think that's not the right saying, but if you will, by being a running back in the NFL, it's very sad to see that. So hopefully they get a Super Bowl and one of them will. But Williams right now in that last game, he had 13 carries. He played decent, 52 yards and a touchdown, right? He only ran 12 routes in that game, saw one target. He played two less snaps, 30 snaps to Clyde Edwards, 32 snaps. So Williams is in play because if anybody, right? And again, if you're on the Kansas City Chiefs and you're going to potentially project out to see 10 touches, if you're going to see one target and 10 to 12 carries, one target and eight to 12 carries, whatever it is, you got to be in play, especially if you're not overly expensive because those touches can come in the red zone like they did last week and you got a touchdown. Those touches can come in the passing game and you break off a 20 yard play down the field on a wheel route to a running back because that's what they do with this offense. So yes, Williams is in play for me. But again, I'm just around the field. I'm not too bullish on him. I'm just right there. I'm not bullish. I'm not bearish. I'm right there. He's okay. He's okay. He's okay. Next up is Cameron Brait, who my sentiment from Wednesday has changed on because I personally, and we're about to get into them, I'm fading the kickers. I'm personally going to be fading some of these other lower guys down here just because they don't look that great. So naturally, because the ownership isn't as high as I thought it would be on Cameron Brait, probably mid-teens in ownership, naturally, I'm going to come in around the field and maybe even slightly above the field. So Cameron Brait's in play for me. He will see Wilson when he's playing and he's out there running routes and he's been running more routes than Gronk as of late. Now, so far in the postseason, 17 targets on 50 routes. That's a lot of usage. Now, they played three games, not two games in Tampa, but 17 targets for a quote-unquote backup tight end or 1A, 1B tight end. Again, that's over five targets per game for the quick math here. I got you. I got you back. He's number five in routes for this team, number three in targets, and number three in yardage in the three postseason games. Now, the price point has come up, so that's my concern with it, but I'm not getting a lot of him. I'm getting about 19% of him, and I also have a rule set right now. It's one of the rules that I've set. I'm not going to play tight ends from the same team excluding Tampa Bay. So this is a one-game slate, so I'm not going to be playing two tight ends from the Chiefs. And that makes sense. It's like Nick Kaiser. I don't want to play those guys are like Yelder if he's still on this team. So just Travis Kelsey. But from the Tampa Bay perspective, I'll allow my lineups to have a Rob, Rob Gronkowski and a Cameron Bray because one, that's unique, but they're both cheap enough. If Rob Gronkowski goes out there, has three catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown, well, that's good enough for him, right? His price point. And if Cam Bray goes out there and continues to have like four catches, 50 yards, and he finds the end zone, well, that's good enough for him as well. So those guys can definitely both get there. He's going to be in play for me. I'm above the field slightly. He's not a priority, but he is a maybe for me at 19% ownership. Now the guy who uh, I'm going to sink or die with. And last week, last year in the Super Bowl, he was the saver. He had the big catch against Richard Sherman, right? Um, and he's somebody that basically ended that game and he was fine in fantasy. Sammy Watkins at $4,200. Okay, we got to see if he's healthy first, right? So the whole caveat here, if you're watching this and Sammy Watkins gets ruled out, I feel like it'll come down to a game time decision. But if he gets ruled out, just pivot to Byron Pringle, pivot to Byron Pringle at 1800 That's the quick and easy answer or pivot some of those shares to McCole Harmon, but mainly pivot to Byron Pringle. Now, if he's in play, oh man, he's, he's a full on yes for me. Sammy Watkins is a very good football player. Sammy Watkins is somebody who is, I mean, if you're talking about being your number three option on a team at best, right behind Kelsey and, and Tyreek Hill, how many, how many better options can you find? Now you might be saying and rolling your eyes, I played him in fantasy, he never got me there. Yeah, your expectations for him to score 20 points. And then when he's scoring 10 and 12 points for you, you're mad at that. He's the third option at best in this passing game. Of course, he's not going to score 20 points every single week when Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are out there and they bring in a better pass catching running back and a man named Clyde Edwards Lair this year. And early on, he was kind of killing it for the first six to eight weeks of the season, playing very well, getting about six, seven targets a game. But I do have captain ownership to Sammy Watkins and I'm well above the field on him. Maybe even 2x the field. I currently have 53% total ownership to Sammy Watkins. They're optimistic that he will play on the most recent update and he's practicing on a limited basis. Has not played since week 16, but he's running 34 plus routes. So a lot of usage over the last five games. 34 plus routes over the last five games is fantastic to see. He'll likely see Carlton Davis who allows 1.47 yards per cover route this year. That is fine. I think Sammy Watkins is a very strong play and I'm surprised he's this cheap at $4,200. This is a guy that goes out there and runs 35 routes and sees between five and seven targets a game in a Kansas City Chiefs offense and is used in the red zone. 
that being $4,200 is surprising to me. I thought we would get a price tag of like 5400 somewhere around there in Sammy Watkins. He's grading out as a very good value play for me right now on Patreon. If I just peek behind the curtain for you down below, I have Sammy Watkins for 10 and a half fantasy points, very good value, and a strong jock market option for you if you were going to be playing the sponsor of the show, Jock Market, which why are you not take advantage of that Sal $50, $50 Ruski bonus for you using that when you download it. So Sammy Watkins, very strongly in play. These next two guys, we can fly by because I have no interest. I took them out of my player pool. Both the kickers I took out of my player pool. We talked about it on Wednesday why I did that. You can play the kickers. Don't get me wrong. If I didn't take them out of my player pool, I would have got like 15 and 20% of each of these kickers. I do prefer Harrison Buckner, but here's the two reasons why we'll recap them if you didn't watch Wednesday. We'll be really quick if you did. Ready? Number one reason I don't want to play the kickers. It's a high total game and higher total games mean more receptions, means more rushing yards, means more touchdowns in general, mainly. And that means that a lot of guys that are in this price range around them, Sammy Watkins, Cameron Break. Darrell Williams. And then some guys below them, Rob Gronkowski, Ronald Jones that we can get to, are going to be scoring more points. And those guys have higher ceilings. So it automatically really hurts the kicker's upside. If the kicker has a good game and scores eight or nine points, but all these guys around them are scoring 10 to 12 points, they're just never going to be in winning laps. The second reason is this is the Super Bowl, and these are two of the more aggressive coaches in the NFL. You saw Tom Brady last week pull his special teams off the team to throw a touchdown at the end of the first half and just killed me, a Packers fan's heart, to Scotty Miller. He said, no, Bruce, we're going for this. They're aggressive teams. We know Andy Reid is, is as aggressive as it gets when going for it. So if you're thinking that they're going to be kicking 54 yard field goals in this game and getting that five point bonus for you I think you're mistaken unless it's at the end of the half and even then they might try a Hail Mary unless it's at the end of the half or the end of the game you're not going to see that many long field goal attempts is my guess here you're going to probably see a couple 30 yard field goal attempts maybe but for the most part they're going to be going for fourth down a lot and that's going to really crater and it's not going to be built into a lot of projections keep that in mind it's not going to be built into projections that these coaches are aggressive here and will be going for it on fourth and three and fourth and five when they can kick a 48 to 50 yard field goal instead that's going to hurt your kickers in fantasy I want zero percent of both of them say what you want about that you can take that take your backpack take your lunch pail and go home because i don't want to hear it I'm getting 0% of these kickers. And now we can scroll down below the $4,000 price range where there's not much interest, but there's a couple of big plays down here that I do have. Scotty Miller, no interest right now because I could basically sum it up as this. It seems like Antonio Brown is back. If Antonio Brown is going to be back, Scotty Miller is basically not going to see much usage. He might run five routes and Tyler Johnson might run like two to four routes just to play in the Super Bowl. That's about it. If, if Antonio Brown is somehow scratched and misses, well then yes, get yourself some Scotty Miller. I think I called him Scotty Brown. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Get yourself some Scotty Miller, but he's also going to be double the price, more than double, almost triple the price of Tyler Johnson. The other rookie on this team, Scotty Miller's second year player. If there's no Antonio Brown, Tyler Johnson's going to run like 10 routes to Scotty Miller's like 15 routes. So, so why am I going to be overpaying for Scotty Miller? The next gap, Rob Gronkowski is somebody I like a lot. He's a yes for me. I'm above the field on him. So also just to touch on Scotty Miller, I have 0% just to make that clear. But Rob Gronkowski, I'm above the field on. He has six inches and 23 pounds over Wilson, the linebacker he'll be facing from Tampa Bay this week. He'll probably also end up seeing or from Kansas City this week. And he has a positive 57% matchup advantage. Now in the postseason, it hasn't been good. And you can laugh all you want about what he's done so far this season, but also he's been somebody who's been blocking, playing in cold weather games where he won't be this week in his home stadium where he had good success against Kansas City last time. He's had to play in Green Bay. He's had to play in Chicago. So yeah, I probably wouldn't be getting too much usage for the old Rob Gronkowski with some back issues at that point. But he's had six playoff targets. He's ran 21 routes per game. That's the thing. It's not like he's not running routes. He's just not seeing plays schemed up for him. But there's red zone upside out of Gronk and he's $3,000. You don't need 80 yards out of him, right? Which I think you can get, but you just need three catches, 30 yards and a touchdown, or honestly two catches, 20 yards in the touchdown. He's just $3,000. He's strongly in play. My exposure to Rob Gronkowski, I actually have some 5% captain ownership towards him. I currently have 34% ownership to Rob Gronkowski. I expect to be well, well, well above the field, probably more than double the field on Mr. Gronk. Defenses, we don't have to break down into that much. I'm around the field on Tampa Bay's defense and I'm above the field in the Kansas City Chiefs. They just grayed out better for me right now. They're a little bit cheaper as well. Right now, the Tampa Bay defense comes in fifth overall during the regular season and Kansas City 16th overall 
overall defense during the regular season. Not going to break down too far into those guys. We can finish up the slate right now by talking about one to two players that stand out and the rest of them, not so much. The main one being Ronald Jones at $2,200. Now during the regular season, he had some fantastic games when Leonard Fournette was being a late scratch, dealing with a high ankle sprain, and then sometimes just not out there. And Ronald Jones was really taking over this backfield. Now he's dealt with his own injuries and health concerns. So last two weeks since coming back though, 23 carries to Leonard Fournette's 29. So that's right. Leonard Fournette has seen 56% of the carries on the ground, but it's not like he's not seeing any carries on Jones. 44% of the usage these last two weeks. 23 attempts has not been good, just 3.4 yards per carry, but 23 attempts is a lot for a running back who's $2,200. It's not like he's seeing maybe five touches. No, Ronald Jones is probably going to see 10 plus touches in this game, and I'm projecting him for well over that at this point. So he only ran 10 routes in the last two weeks, so you're not going to get passing game usage, but you're going to get usage on the ground. And at the end of the day, like Leonard Fournette has seen 47 routes run to Ronald Jones 10 over the last two games. Yes, Leonard Fournette's going to run more routes. He's also $5,600 more expensive, right? But at the end of the day, if Ronald Jones scores a touchdown in this game, which is not out of the question for a running back that's probably going to touch the ball 12 to 15 times on the ground if the game stays relatively close against a bottom third of the league run defense. If he scores a touch on this game, he's going to be very live. I currently have Ronald Jones for 8.2 fantasy points and he's my number one value play. So he's strongly in play for me. I'm well above the field on him. He's my highest on running back. Again, I don't have that much exposure, no captain exposure, but I have him in 36% of my lineups. So get yourself some Ronald Jones. Byron Pringle for me is not going to be somebody that I own. I have 0% Byron Pringle, but, 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 and this is a big old booty if you end up seeing no Sammy Watkins and Robinson, which seems unlikely at this point. If they were to both miss, Pringle would become a yes at 1800 or if one of them was to miss he'd start to become in play but right now i expect them both to play so he's a no for me and speaking of demarcus robinson i currently have demarcus robinson in a decent amount of my lineups 22 percent of my lineups have demarcus robinson i think i'm going to be two to three times above the field on him i don't have projecting out fantastic i only got the guy for like four and a half fantasy points right now over on patreon but, and this is the thing, he's $1,400. If you don't want to take the chances on Ronald Jones, who I do like more in this below $3,000 range, then go to the Marcus Robinson, a man who runs a lot of routes when he's healthy. He's in the COVID protocol, but it seems like he's going to come out. You can see right now, and he's a yes for me. Again, a yes does not mean I have 50% of him. It means relative to the field, I'm going to be above the field. I might even come in three times the field on him this week. If the field's at like 7 to 8 to 10%, let's say the field's at 10%, I'll probably come in two times the field to make it easier for you. But he just ran 31 routes in the divisional game. He only saw two targets, but he's running routes. He ran 30 plus routes in seven out of his last games as well. Now, Sammy Watkins returning this week can hit him down a little bit, but he's still probably going to run 20 to 25 routes at the very least. He's used in the red zone and hey, have red zone plays for him as well. So at this price point of 1400, he's a yes for me. And the rest of the guys, it's easy. It's very easy for you. We're going to close up shop here. It's a no for Tyler Johnson, unless somehow you get Antonio Brown out and maybe he becomes in play and runs like 10 routes. Otherwise, a no, he might not even run around in this game. Maybe they give him one or two routes just to say the rookie, your rookie year will let you. You might not ever come back to the Super Bowl if Brady doesn't ever get back here, right? With you, you might not ever come back here. So we'll let you play on the field for one or two snaps. We'll let you block on some of these snaps. And then Le'Veon Bell, I expect that he's going to try and play and at least try and be active, but I don't expect much out of him. Even with no Clyde Edwards Lair, he only had two touches in the previous games that he was playing in the playoffs. He only ran seven routes. He's only ran like 26 routes the last four games, and there's been no Clyde Edwards Lair, so they have no interest in giving him any usage. And then Nick Kaiser is a backup tight end that I have no interest in. He's run five postseason routes. He's averaged one target per game so far this year that he's played in. No upside there at $200. But we scroll back up to the top, and ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast and on the YouTube version, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you kicking back, relaxing, maxing all cool with me. We'll be live on Sunday. I hope you got all the information. And I know for a fact that you probably got a lot more information than you thought you would out of this. You, you, you show opens up, you see the Dalaruski's t-shirt that this kid's wearing, his own merch. You see the fade on this guy and you're like, all right, what, what is this guy going to say? Is he going to start to try and tell me or, or sell me some Guido type stuff? No, 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 no. We're giving you all the information that you need. You can check out more advanced tools and metrics to increase your chances of winning down below on Patreon. 
patreon.com backslash sal underscore vetri underscore and i'm telling you take advantage of the special offer from jock market they're not doing it once the super bowl locks once that game kicks off sal 50 is going to end so sal 50 gets you a 50 dollar credit upon your minimum deposit over on jock market daily fantasy sports becomes a stock exchange why not go ahead and play over there any questions you can leave down below in the comment section reach out to me on patreon if you're a patron i'll get back to you with some priority interest and get back to you first and then also twitter at sal dfs and instagram sal underscore vetri check out all those socials twitter's where i'm most active so you can be sure to reach me there with any questions you all rock everybody i'll see you in the next one we will be live at noon on friday talking about player props with dylan bird another creator on this channel one of the partners of the salvation partners channel but dylan bird and i will be talking about the player props and some prop bets that we like for the super bowl so join live or watch the recap saturday i will not have any nfl content it will be probably content fo- focused around the nba but sunday the live stream so be sure to check it all out you all rock i appreciate you a ton for tuning into these nfl videos and these final thought videos all season long thank you so much for making it the most enjoyable job that i can have you all rock and i'll see you in the next one hopefully see you later today on that live stream enjoy the super bowl gang and stay safe out there